It's two-time CrossFit Games athlete, mom of three, and very soon-to-be mom of four, mompreneur Emily Breeze. We're talking about balancing all of the things. Three kids, pregnant, a husband, a brand, a brand new YouTube channel that she's launching, and normalizing fit pregnancies. Emily posts all these videos of her working out, doing CrossFit, and she's almost nine months pregnant. She gets so much negativity and she started firing back and sharing the comments that other women are saying to her. You're disgusting. That's gross. You're hurting your baby. Normalize fit pregnancies, people. And this episode is brought to you by Flow Alkaline Spring Water. It's my favorite water. You can go check them out at flowhydration.com and use Squats and Margaritas 20 to get 20% off your order. Here is my episode with Emily Breeze. I started this podcast because I just started a brand. I have two young kids, pandemic. I'm having trouble balancing all the things, um, like my work life, my mom life. So I like to have strong women who seem to be balancing all the things. Come on and talk about how you do it. You're a trainer. You're a mom of three. You're about to have another baby in a couple of months. You have a brand, you have a YouTube channel that's coming. Oh gosh, I know. <laughs> How are you doing this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, honestly, I think I just give it my all every day. But I mean, definitely like anybody else, I let balls drop or, you know, I find kind of what's the most important thing for each day and try to, you know, get those things accomplished and not beat myself up when there was a pile of laundry like you should have seen this table just before I connected with you you know like I said my husband's on the couch feeling sick and I'm over here just like trying to get all this laundry done and I noticed that like my pile of laundry is like the smallest little pile and everybody else is so so I just feel like we just take care of everybody else um obviously always trying to take care of myself as well but um I don't know I don't think I do it any different or any better than anybody else it's just we all do it just yeah. every day. now in a pandemic like now that on top so did you, did you have three kids home with you every day I did I had three kids home with me every day but um the good news is is that we kind of joke and we say that we live on a compound because we live on a private street but it's the other three homes so there's four homes total and the other three homes on our um street are like best friends of ours so they have children that are all older than mine that you know, can babysit and do some things like that and just help us out. So it's, it's been great. I mean, it's hard. Um, the school part, you know, my kids are in preschool. So I just really, as a teacher, um, previously in the lifetime, way many years ago, I didn't really stress or focus on a lot of school, you know, cause they're in preschool. So I just, we spent a lot of time outdoors and just playing. What do you do for you? Like, is there any point in time during the day that you are by yourself? Cause I see even when you're doing your workouts, which is what I do for me, your kids are like climbing on top of you. Like, do you have any time during the day where it's just you? Yeah. So like right now it's just me. Um, my kids who are in school right now, thankfully this whole year, um, they go nine to one preschool. Um, my son goes five days a week and my girls go three days a week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine to one is me time. So yeah, whether that's the gym or running errands or appointments or whatever I want to do, um, try to do it during that time. Okay. And it's, I like what you said about prioritizing the things that need to get done that day. Um, cause I just kind of like wake up in the morning and wing it. And it's like, 
it just feels like Groundhog Day. Like every day I wake up being like, I got it today. They're back in school. I'm gonna get so much done. And it's like, I drop them off and I look at the clock and it's time to go and pick them back up. Oh, I know. And it's just, I don't know. And I, you are the epitome of fit mom life goals. Like oh. you make your, your exercise. You. Yeah, staying in shape a priority for anyone that, like a mom that's feeling overwhelmed right now in this pandemic says they don't have time to work out. Do you have any like tips for her? Yes, I would just say like, it doesn't have to be in a gym. It doesn't have to be one hour or all those things that kind of we've made up in our head, right? Mm -hmm. um, it could be in your house. It could be with your kids. It could be with neighbors. Um, just find time, I think, movement. Um, also finding movement you love. Yeah. I've noticed so many people reach out to me and, and maybe they're doing an exercise that doesn't motivate them or doesn't make them happy, you know? Like if burpees. I had to wake up burpees every- Burpees don't make me happy. What, burpees? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make me happy. Yes, and I feel that way. Like if somebody told me I had to go to like a cycle class every day, I would not, I wouldn't be excited about it or enjoy it. And that's the cool thing is that there are so many avenues of fitness and health out there that we all get to like find what makes it work for us. And I just like always want to encourage people that just because I do CrossFit is that's not the, you know, end all be all whatsoever. Like you find what motivates you, what moves you, uh, what makes you just get up and smile and be happy about going to. So exactly. It's thankfully we have a lot of choices, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was just hard like in the pandemic when all the gyms shut down people were like well i can't go to the gym but you just do it at home like you got your dad you got your kids, yeah husband, everybody out there with you and i love that you're still doing crossfit pregnant um are you getting like criticism because i know a couple of uh, moms that i follow that are working out pregnant people are like oh you should be careful do you get that kind of feedback yes well i think that's originally kind of what created this platform for me is I was documenting, I had just competed at the CrossFit games with my team, just documenting kind of my, my life on here. And I was pregnant with my first fly. So that's almost five years ago, five years ago. And just posting things of like this woman with like a big basketball belly and lifting, which to me was everyday normal life, yep. um, people couldn't believe it. And so, yeah, I think every pregnancy, especially like when I get to this point where, you know, it's very obvious that um, I'm pregnant, <laughs> um, there's no hiding it whatsoever, that uh, people are just very intrigued or interested or kind of even some people are confused or baffled that like, why is she doing that, right? So. Yeah, you're normalizing. Yes, but I love that you. It's not like you got pregnant. And we're like, you know what? I'm gonna start CrossFit. Like, right. you've already done it. Your body is used to it. I've had two. I have a five. I think our kids are the same age. I'm five okay. and a two and a half. Yes. Um, yeah, you have more kids than me, but when I I did I used to do Orange Theory and I did it up to like I think like 38 weeks with my daughter, yes. and then with my son, um, we had a different doctor and. You know, I, I had one child, so I wasn't like a professional at um, being pregnant, but she said something like, you know, you're close to 40 now, you should really watch your running. And he heard it. So, but I was like, I have ran my whole life. I played division one soccer in college. Like I've, I've ran my whole life. And I would catch myself like in our neighborhood, if like a neighbor or somebody came by, I'd just be like walking, walking, and then run. Cause they were like making me feel shame that I continued running into my pregnancy. Like you can do it later. It's only nine months. That's literally what she said. 
Right. I do think a lot of people think of it as a selfish act, but I think, you know, people like you and me and all these other pregnant women out there that are doing exercise and fitness are really showing that, no, it's really not about like a selfish thing that I want to PR. I want to run a faster time or whatever. It's just maintaining health, right. And wellness. And then like we've all read and we know if we really dig deep into, you know, information and statistics out there that it is healthy for you and your baby. Yes. And especially if you were doing it before, you're not like just taking it up now. And I just feel better. I'm a better mom and a better wife. If I get in a workout, that's just, I need it. Yes. And so it's better for my family that I work out. (laughs) Not a selfish thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) I love your page because you've got all kinds of workouts and recipes, but you are a trainer. So I love when you break down, um, like the myths of like, this is not how you do a burpee. This is not how you do a plank. Like you show people the correct way to do things. So people are looking to just get into um, working out and maybe your gym is still closed or you don't have time to go to a gym. Your page is such a great resource because you've got workouts there. Your kids are around. Like it's not an excuse to say, well, I'm a mom. Um, you got to make yourself a priority too, because again, you can't pour from an empty cup and all these people are depending on you. And I feel like if I don't get my workout in, I'm a lesser mom than when I do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that about you. Um, I also want to talk to you. When did you meet your husband? Oh gosh. Um, here in Charlotte, we're from like the same hometown in the Virginia area, like the Southwest Virginia area. And, um, we met here in Charlotte. One of, um, our mutual friends introduced us. He was like a best friend of mine growing up. And then, um, we met in like 2008, I think 2007, one of those, it's like, what year is it? Right. (laughs) Um, and so we met, we were friends for like a year and then dated for a long time, engaged for like a year and a half. And then we've been married. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like in 2014. So what is that? <laughs> about to be seven years. Yeah. I got married in t- 2015. Okay. So yeah, yes. we're, we're about to be six. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's another thing. Mom brain is real. It's like so hard to like, you know, juggle it all and you know, figure it all out. <laughs> I see you and your husband like working out together. Like, I don't think that my husband and I, I don't think that, that would work for us. <laughs> I don't know. Do you <laughs> just get up? Oh gosh. What would be the problem? <laughs> um, I feel like he was a professional athlete and I feel like I would be critiqued. Okay. I, I can take criticism uh, when it comes from like a trainer, but like, I got it. Like I, yeah, so that's my other thing. Like I, played soccer my whole life. And when you play like a division one sport, you go through a weightlifting program. So I'm not a trainer, but since I was in high school, I learned to weight train like properly, but I always like catch myself. If I do like a workout or something on my page, I'm like, but I'm not a trainer. Don't get hurt. Like, but I really know (laughs) the proper way to do things. So when he is like, you know, you should, I'm like, I can't, I can't take his criticism (laughs) in other aspects of life, but like the fitness. And then like, he also, he can, because, like eat, he'll eat like a meat and two vegetables for three days and lose 10 pounds and his body just like snaps back oh. I do this thing it doesn't so the workout um arena is not our best uh relationship <laughs> and that's good to recognize that right i know i mean my husband and i don't work out on the daily together either so okay. it just yeah it's just here and there but i think preference wise like he you know, works out at lunch with his friends and I work out at different times with my friends. So we like it to be like a social break for sure. When we go out of town and stuff, it is nice to have like each other to just push each other and motivate. So. Yes. 
So talking about your husband, it's, this has nothing to do with working out, but I need your advice. Both of us are in interracial marriages, and uh-huh. I have not yet broached the subject of like racial identity with my kids. Like my boy is two, but my five-year-old. And I was talking to another mom about this and she's like, well, you have to. But my thought was me sitting her down and being like pointing something out that she has not seen yet herself mm-hmm. would just be another thing for her to stress in her life and feeling like she doesn't need to stress it yet. But the other mom was like, she needs to be prepared to have the conversations. And I just didn't know how you were handling it. If you've talked to your kids, how you explain to your kids and at what age you're doing that so that I can right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a different, um, you know, just conversation to have. Right. I I think with a lot of things that have occurred lately in our world, our kids either hear or recognize a lot more than we even know, or, you know what I mean? They might even hear us talking without talking to them and they are like picking up on those things. But it's funny out of nowhere, both of my uh oldest and my middle they are both like mommy's white and daddy's black and and we're brown or beige that's what they call themselves brown or beige and like that was not something that like we suggested or you know brought up that was just kind of their thing so i don't know if that's other things that like talk about in preschool or just around people like i said hearing but yeah like when they address that or talk about it we absolutely like well yes you're right like you know, and you're half of mommy and you're half of daddy and, you know, go through those kind of things like that. Mine had, haven't even questioned it. That's yeah. So I would just be putting something else on their plate, I almost feel like. But when she said that somebody at the playground could come up and be like, well, what are you? And I wouldn't have prepared her for that conversation. I was just like, well, I would never want that. But I just feel like pointing something out that she doesn't even... I mean, right. actually brought it up. Hasn't right. noticed yet. I don't know yeah. if that's the right thing. Right. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I think when the time is when right, they, you know, and it's such a great conversation because in my opinion, they have such a beautiful, awesome life and experience to get to experience yes. different cultures. And, you know, um, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, how has the pandemic been on your kids? Like they just loving it playing or has it been like a stressful Time. You know, I think there's things they miss like last year, you know, we didn't get to have a birthday party or, you know, just things like that, that they're kind of accustomed to or enjoy and love or playing with friends and having play dates or that kind of stuff. But it's like I said, it's so unique that they pick up on so much stuff because they'll be like, Oh, we can't do that because of the coronavirus or COVID or whatever. And I'm just like, gosh, like, okay. Like they just, they, they actually really listen to, they listen to what they want to listen to for sure. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, because their school, they're able to go to their preschool. They are not required to wear masks. Just their teachers are, um, because they are younger. Um, I, I don't know if they notice right now as much, you know, over the summer when like life just came to a halt and we weren't going to target or the grocery store or, you know, going to see my mom at the beach or whatever. Like they were like, what is, what's going on here? Um, and we just kind of talk them as like almost, um, break it down as easy as we could for them. Right. Like, okay, there's just something going on. People are getting sick. We want to respect other people, but they do not mind wearing a mask or anything like that, which is really great. That was like my biggest thing is like, are they going to go into a store and wear a mask? But they do. (laughs) Same. My two year old, I was like, no chance. And he like, I'll tell him like, you can take your mask off now because he'll get back in the car. And it's like a cool, like, yeah, mask for him. Someone had asked, um, what is your advice, like best advice to snap back after pregnancy? 
I think just being consistent, you know, um, having small goals. I think that's always the big things. Like we always think of having these, all right, I want to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight or where my jeans that I used to fit in. And I think there's so many other ways to get to that level. Right. So it's just like, okay, like this week I'm going to work out four times, you know, or I'm going to eat balanced meals. So yes, I might have a little bit of ice cream at night because that's going to help me with breastfeeding. And that's just what I want, but I'm also maybe I'm going to throw in a salad there and get some veggies and get some fruit. So just making small, healthy, realistic goals to get to the big goal is huge. And then being consistent. Like people ask me all the time, like, how do I stay motivated or how do I work out as much as I do or any of those things. And a lot of it is love. Like you, you do need to enjoy it. Like I said earlier, right? Like I love it. Like I truly love it. It's never been a punishment for me in the moment it was, I would move on. So like I said, if I had to go cycling and that was the only thing in the world for me to do, I would, I would go walk or I would, I would find a different Avenue because it's never, it never should feel like this horrible obligation or this punishment or something that we dread because who would, want to do that you know I get it of course you don't want to do that so um just really finding and going out there and exploring things you love and and doing those things so and it seems like you also live with balance like my whole platform of squats and margaritas is enjoying your life also like you know making fitness a priority I don't know if you ever dealt with any kind of um like disordered eating or anything like that or being like super restrictive and obsessive about working out but I have found after my struggles for decades with body image I I struggled with anorexia bulimia after that I would just restrict all my calories I would work out seven days a week I'm in a better body now living my life with balance working out four or five times a week enjoying daily cocktails because I know that I can have that and I'm not stressing or obsessing anymore there's so much to be said for a balanced lifestyle and not restricting and being obsessive about it don't you think yeah it's so freeing you know and that's what I try to tell people all the time like you can't if you ended up eating the pint of ice cream or cookies or whatever it is like you cannot dwell on that all day it's like okay it's over like that right there is not going to create this you know weight gain or whatever it is that upsets you just move on to the next day and and make a better choice that morning you know um and with raising three girls now too are going to be three girls like it's very um crucial and huge for me i want to promote i want them to see me enjoying life with them i we don't have a scale in the house i'll never have a scale in the house um i don't want to talk about those things my daughter actually has a little bit of an eczema issue so we were trying to cut out and eliminate some foods and (laughs) that ended quickly because (laughs) uh somebody and they didn't mean to but they were like oh mercy's on a diet and like the moment i heard that and she's not even three i was like hell no (laughs) you know like i just don't want my girls like like you said being a trainer my whole life and just working with women so many issues that women would tell me about stem from their childhood and like just either how mothers acted or what their mothers did or how their mothers treated them or what they verbally you know heard um that really created an issue for them you know and i just don't want there to be like a food stigma starting at three so I, love that. I had to give up the eliminating sugar and other things like that. And we're, we're going to find other ways to help her. But um, yeah, I just didn't want there to be a food issue. Yeah. And that's great that you're not bringing it up and it is hereditary. So I'm so like, I, I watch what I say in front of my daughter. Cause I don't ever want her to obsess like I did. Yeah. And like speaking of that obsession, when I was talking about working out seven days a week, can you uh, speak to the, 
benefits of strength training for women who feel like they just do their cardio and they just like I just wanted to sweat. I was on the treadmill or running outside seven days a week. You could not pay me to take a day off. And I thought cardio, 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 and I didn't want to like bulk up. So I stayed away from weights mm-hmm. and my body changed when I started weight training. Like, can you speak to the woman that's hesitant? To yes. And I think that fortunately a lot more women are coming out and like showing weight training. Right. And like, making it a proud moment and a proud Mm -hmm. exercise because you know strength is beauty and it's empowering and it feels good and not only that um muscle burns fat so so much better and it just creates i think that that stigma of like oh we've got to be super skinny and all that that you see in magazines or in Hollywood or whatever that's changing and I do find that like health and wellness and athleticism and all that kind of stuff is highlighted more which is great that's what we need you know what I mean so as women who do it you me all the other women out there that do it just keep showing up and doing that and Mm -hmm. and you know another thing that I think is so freeing is just like it's okay to like take your shirt off without this perfect body or you know photoshopped image or the makeup on or whatever it is like it's it's so freeing and so genuine to just be you and the moment you can like stop caring about everybody else or what they feel like it's so refreshing and you don't have your worries are so much less and then you can focus on your priorities or your family or juggling whatever it is that you're juggling (laughs) you're you are so right and i just found that kind of like self-love and self-acceptance at 37 after having two kids like my 20s and most of my 30s i was just restrictive and obsessive and I never look good enough. And I don't, it is, it's so freeing. And now I feel like, I don't even know if this makes sense, but now that I don't dwell on things and I don't restrict and I just eat what I want and I'm, I'm happier. I weigh less when I, than when I was obsessing and restricting and making that the priority. It's like my body started trusting me again. Yeah. Um, my metabolism started working with the strength training. And the other thing was eating more often. Yeah. I had a eating disorder past. So someone telling me you need to eat more to keep your body, you know, your metabolism running. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And it made complete sense when I did it and lost weight. Right. And I just feel like women are always taught, watch your calories, you know, eat your salads, do your cardio, but right. it was the complete opposite for me. Yeah. Um, strength train, like lift a lot heavier than I was and uh, eating all the time. Yes. And now I'm in the best shape of my life at 39 when I'm not trying as hard to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, and how refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I think that's something like we need to just really focus on, like I like to think of it, I'm just like fueling my body and mine's always been more focused on um, just what I need to be a better athlete, you know? And so I just think, and and we're all athletes of whatever. I mean, even the, the, walking around the neighborhood. Do you know what I mean? That's like an athletic movement. So that can be in the same category. And it's just, what is it going to take that's going to fuel my body to do these long walks or to go to the CrossFit class or the Peloton class or whatever it is. And it's just, yeah, just, just focusing on those aspects. Yeah. It's fuel. I wouldn't look at it before I'd be hungry. And I, I hear my body's telling me I'm hungry, but I was just like restricting. And it's just like, if you listen to your body and you're mindful and you eat when you're hungry and then you kind of check in and stop eating when you're full, your body kind of just regulates itself. I was counting calories, calculating everything I was eating. And then I would go and work out that many calories. Uh, Think that that, yeah. Oh, I started 20 years. Yeah. And that 
you would think would equate to like being in your best body because you're so meticulous about it, but then your body holds on to stress. And, yeah. stress and that's a big like thing. Cortisol. Yeah, you, when you're living in that stress state that I lived in for decades, <laughs> you hold on to everything and your, your body's starving. And then when you just kind of let go and listen to your body, your body trusts you again, it yeah. starts working. And I figured it out later, like at 37, but that's why I wrote my book, like to the woman who is working out and not seeing results, eat more, lift yes. heavier all the things we're not told yeah what happens i love it and i do think that's important i had a doctor one time tell me like that stress kills and i think it was obviously like a very blunt statement but it's true like it makes us sick in so many different ways you know mentally physically whatever so i think if we can just get out of any situation or environment that is stressful and find other ways that you know like i said just that create the happiness or that love that we enjoy and it's going to be different for all of us that mm -hmm. is where we'll thrive yes and if anybody's listening to this and feeling inspired like schools are opening back up we're starting to get our lives back what is like the first step to like starting like a fitness routine or working on yourself like what what would be your um, advice to that woman i would think of like setting a schedule getting okay. accountability partners that kind of thing those are two huge things because if it's in your calendar right like people go to work every day because yeah. well that's what they're supposed to do or whatever yeah. it is and i think it's just well finding what the thing you love finding a time that you can do it every day and it doesn't have to be the same every day maybe it's every wednesday it's this time or friday's this time whatever but finding the time that's going to work for you that nothing can get in the way of it right like oh shoot like i didn't do it and it's after work and people want to go get drinks well that's great well then it should have been in that morning you know what i mean enjoy it do it and then go have your drinks later and then having accountability partners yeah the balance um <laughs> It's always better when you do things with, you know, friends or a husband or a sibling or whatever, just somebody that's going to help motivate you when your day that you're feeling low, they pick you up and vice versa. It's just like, Hey, I'm coming to pick you up. Here I am. Yeah. You know, and you're going to show up for that person. Like it, it would be easy to like cancel a class, but if you know your friend's going to be there, then it makes you accountable. Um, yes. I, speaking of the balance, how like your cocktail situation, I saw um, today that you don't, care for vodka oh i don't um, how do you feel about margaritas and tequila <laughs> but yeah tequila is definitely my choice um yes. my husband makes the most fabulous cocktails i know it's so i'm so lucky <laughs> but um he really likes to like he has like a juicer and just we do like a lot of fresh ingredients and i don't know they just taste better that way right and not all those like mm -hmm. extra added syrups and whatever so i think there's always ways find healthier versions um but yeah we love we love to have a nice cocktail i miss one. i have something for you for the summertime i saw you have a pool um it's the easiest thing if your, your husband's gonna be like whatever because it's the simplest thing ever but i'm sure you have a neutral bullet or a blender yeah you get a sugar-free jello cup like the one that you get um for a lunchbox they're already prepared yeah. yeah. sugar-free jello a shot of tequila and ice Ooh. and you blend it and it comes out the consistency of a daiquiri on the beach wow. and your mixer is 10 calories and sugar-free it's amazing it's so good <laughs> that's like share by the pool share that to the world people want to know <laughs> yeah it's in my book um i don't know it, yeah my book's on amazon um, i have another spicy skinny margarita where it's just jalapeno infused tequila light lemonade and lime lacroix sparkling water again 10 calorie mixer and it tastes fantastic okay. like i worked on like simple because yeah. i mean i make them with cups back and forth i don't even yeah. use <laughs> your husband would be really disappointed um but we're moms and it's fast and you, no one has time to wipe out shakers so i have stuff like that um i love that you drink cocktails because i'm always 
hesitant to bring it up to somebody that's like, you were at the CrossFit Games and it's so fitness inspired. I love that you live with balance and you enjoy cocktails as well. <laughs> Again, it's like, there's nothing that I would find more stressful as if I had to count my macros or, you know, eat at this time or, you know, not eat X, Y, Z. Like that is so stressful to me and yes. that creates a bad just situation in my life. And I just used to live that way, you know? So yes, even Look how happy you are and like, you're still in shape and it's okay. Just trusting that you don't need to count your macros and you don't need to write down everything you eat on little note cards that I did. Like your body will tell you what it needs. Just being mindful. Mm -hmm. And like for me, a margarita is something that I look forward to. And if I couldn't have it, the deprivation that I live with for so long, or when you're on a diet, you're going to have it at some point. Yeah. And then before I would be like, I had a glass of wine, may as well drink a bottle of wine and eat whatever I want for the weekend. And I'll start over on Monday. But when you live with balance, it's like those little swaps you make during the day. Like yeah. if I have a beer at happy hour, I don't have one at dinner or yes. I always have something sweet with my coffee in the morning. Then I won't have like a cookie after lunch and have what you want. Just be mindful of it. Don't have it after every meal so that you never quit because you're not miserable. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, we're all like aware and there's information out there that tells us like, we do need to have the balance. Like we know that it's not good to just eat, you know, junk foods or processed foods and all that all day. So it's like, it's okay to do it, you know, fine. Yeah better ingredients or less ingredients, you know, all that kind of stuff and just make the healthier, better choice, but enjoy it. Or what's it more important to you? Like, I also love like IPAs. So I will have a beer, but I'll have a, like, I'll have a really healthy lunch. I'll have like a salad with grilled chicken and a beer because the beer is important to me. Or I'll take the bun off my sandwich and have it balance it out and have a beer because I don't miss that bread on my sandwich, but I want the beer. Right. So I like look at it that way, like balancing out what you really want to have, have that. Yes. And maybe forego something that you don't like that you can live without. Right. That's how I live. I wanted you to talk about your fun uh, YouTube announcement. Oh, yay. I know. We're so excited. So my husband's kind of like been pushing and motivating me to do this for a while. Um, and life, mom, you know, whatever. <laughs> Pandemic. Really hard to find the time. Um, you know, to do all this. So anyways, um, finally we have hired people to help because that's what we needed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now, you know, it's been so great. Like that is what we needed. We knew we needed something like that. So they have timelines and everything written out for us and filming and all that. And you know, right now we're going to kind of start just once a week, see where we go with it. Um, but it's fun, you know, and okay. Are like kind of interested because it's going to be family focused and we want them to be 100% involved, um, that kind of thing. So, and here where can people subscribe on YouTube? It's Watson Six. Yeah, Watson Six. So super easy to find. It's going to blow up. You're you have the most adorable, gorgeous family. Like I cannot wait to watch Watson Six on YouTube. Anything else coming up that um, you want to share with people? Oh gosh, no, just, you know, a, ba a new baby. <laughs> yeah, anything Four else coming up? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Four kids, five, the YouTube, and just trying to get through every day like everybody else. And you've got workouts, recipes, all kinds of inspiring content on your Instagram. It's just at Emily Breeze? Yeah, at, yep. at Emily Breeze. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks. for doing this after not sleeping and having food poisoning. Like you said, if you put it on your calendar, you will show up. Yeah.
Absolutely. I'm, I'm drinking my electrolytes and this is what you do. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. Yeah.